Hello there, and welcome to the Roots of Networking podcast brought to you by Hamilton Barnes. Here at Hamilton Barnes, we're a specialist recruitment consultancy in the technology space, covering everything from enterprise networking, telecoms, security, fiber, and more. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Women in Tech spin-off series. I'm Andrea Perez, a network consultant here at Hamilton Barnes. Today, I'd like to introduce a very special guest, Yvonne Sharp, the transformational technical lead at Google. Uh, Yvonne is an accomplished technical leader with 20 years of experience and a proven ability to implement solutions that drive business value. Look forward to hearing more about her journey in the tech space today. Welcome, Yvonne. Hi, great to be here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Yvonne, you work for Google. That is, as a woman, amazing, amazing. Congratulations. Um, How did you get into your current career as a transformational technical lead? Yeah, um, I'm uh, I'm on the Google Cloud team, so I support um, customers who are um, working to adopt cloud te- technologies. But my my career began um, very simply. So um, I'm um, I, I live in Kentucky. I my first job was um, at an engineering firm, but really from a tech perspective, I started uh, I started working at a mom and pop ISP in the late '90s. Uh, and uh, and and did a little bit of everything, some networking, did some web development. I was I studied computer science in college, and um, uh, over time moved to uh, to an engineering firm and did did several worked really in that small medium business space for probably about a decade. Um, just worked for a lot of customers who were needed IT help but weren't big enough to have their own IT department. So I did a lot of that, and uh, then spent some time in enterprise healthcare. So as a network network engineer and architect for uh, healthcare enterprises, and and eventually made a move uh, from the customer side to the vendor side of VMware, and then a few years ago got a call from a recruiter at Google. Um, I've been pretty active on social media and um, uh, was was uh, supporting infrastructure, and we were building out a strong national infrastructure team, and so was fortunate enough to um, to to get a role working for Google Cloud. So. Um, yeah, that's 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 the quick version. That's the quick version. <laughs> no, and I saw Yvonne, you uh, have a ma- uh, you graduated from the University of Kentucky, correct, with a major in computer science. What from what point did you know that you wanted to go into computer science? What led you to that career? So I started college as a as a chemistry major. Um, I was always a science math kid, right? And all my favorite classes as a kid were were my my favorite teachers were my science and math teachers. Um, really enjoyed chemistry in high school, and then uh, started college on a on a chemistry scholarship. Um, and in that first year, I had a couple of of lab classes and realized that. I really loved knowing and learning about chemistry, but I didn't, it's, it's not the work I wanted to do. Um, and so I took a, I, over the summer, I pivoted to a, like took a summer school class in computer science, um, really enjoyed it, got a job doing work study, a work study job in, in college doing supporting like faculty and, and students. Um, and really that, that's where my interest came from. Um, and, and looking back, like I, my my parents were were very working class, but even as a as a ten year old, they invested in a good old Apple IIe computer, and I took a computer class in elementary school, like a pro, took my first programming class in elementary school, so it, it was always there. Um, so yeah, it's it's always been an interest for me. Oh, for sure. awesome! And the pivot from chem- chemistry is hard, but tech is that's awesome. Just yeah. 
that's truly awesome. I myself was a exercise sports science uh, major as well. So I know the chemistry, the anatomy classes, biochem, those are challenging courses as well. But that's awesome that you, I mean, you mentioned yourself, you worked for VMware. You're now at Google, Google working in Google Cloud, which is Google Cloud is the future. It's truly the future. Absolutely. Um, how did you, for example, I know you're at Google now, but you were working for VMware. How did you get uh, into that position as well? Yeah, so I um, I had a, a couple of friends, one who I'd worked with very closely for several years who who made the move and then also had some relationships with some uh, other like customer engineers that I'd worked with. So, you know, like we had a Cisco uh, uh, sales engineer that, that I knew fairly well um, and had talked to them a good bit. And I think for me, I'd gotten to a point where I was really tired of the operational grind, the change windows on the weekend, the being up late at night, the um, sort of organizational challenges that that plague most enterprises and really, really wanted a new challenge. And so um, I, um, I I used that network of folks that, that I knew the, who had done it before and really um, spoke with them. They helped me find a role that that was a good fit, kind of advocated for me, and then, um, you know, went through the interview process um, a, a couple times unsuccessfully, and then eventually was able to to find a role that was a that was a good fit um, in in the healthcare vertical where I'd been familiar. So I was very familiar with mm-hmm. um, the needs of customers in healthcare, and so uh, yeah, jumped to a um, I was I was a core SE, so a core um, a sales engineer for VMware, which meant I was responsible to help customers really with with the core VMware platforms, but also because of my networking back background, did a lot of had a lot of conversations with customers about NSX, the networking platform there, um, and really really learned a lot um, moving into that role. No, that's awesome. It's really awesome. It's like wow, you are you are her, as people would say. Um, Yvonne, um, for example, going back, of course, you mentioned networking has led you to where you are today. You do you host your own podcast as well, Yvonne? Or so yeah, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it my own. So for for a while, uh, uh, some some friends of mine and I ran a podcast called Network Collective, um, which which we don't do anymore. But I also often am a guest on um, uh, Russ White's. Um, the hedge podcast where we talk, um, we, we, we have a round table every month where we just talk about, um, articles that we find interesting and what's going on in tech. And then, um, have also, uh, been a guest at packet pushers or, um, the, the cloud gamut, which is a new, uh, podcast that Will Collins is, is starting and also the art of network engineering folks. So what, what I've said about podcasting is at, at this phase in my career, I'm happy to be a guest. I don't know that I, 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 any longer want the responsibility of of running and managing a podcast so i'm happy to show up and talk but uh but don't really want the burden of of running one myself so that that's kind of where i've landed um as far as yeah as far as community involvement um you know i i was on twitter in the early days and i've said a lot that that twitter was kinder a decade ago so it was it was about a decade ago when i got on twitter and really met this great community of people of network engineers um and then also got connected with the networking and tech field day communities and those have um that that group has has done a lot to help not just um connect me with the wider industry but also helped open the aperture for my understanding of the industry and how okay. vendors work 
and you know what the marketplace what the needs in the marketplace are so a, a lot of it has been it's not just been one thing it has been a combination of you know writing and blogging um podcasting being involved in the community like all of those things have been been part of building my career oh that's awesome it's really awesome it just makes me want again thank you for being here again and just i see you've you've been on both sides of the pet spectrum uh leading one yourself and now just uh contributing and having the pleasure to speak with me today thank you so much yeah. uh once again with that said yvonne in terms of for example where you are in your career now what is one thing you wish you knew uh when you started your career what's something that you could tell your 16 year old self uh now yeah, and and I look back and I do I, I do think like there were there are people who tried to help me understand. I don't know how much you can understand when you are uh, very young and just getting started. I really did not um, grasp how big the world was or how many opportunities there are out there. Um, and I think um, yeah, I was I was super fortunate. I, I was really committed to doing good work, and I think that has served me well. And it has put me in a position, but uh, to 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 have the, the career that I've got. But also, like I personally didn't realize how big the industry was or how many opportunities there are. Because in a lot of ways, especially in the networking industry, but tech in general, it's still it, it's still pretty small. It's you know um, most most organizations are interconnected and your path will continue to cross the same people uh, through the course of your career. At the same time, I, 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 I wish I'd have had a, you just had a broader view of what was possible. Cause I think for several years, I was very content to, um, to, to, to work a job where I got a ton of experience, but didn't, didn't really reach for more because I didn't realize what was out there. I see, I see, I see. And um, that said, is there any, what were the biggest challenges that, what made you realize the potential of what was out there? Yeah, I think in a lot of ways I stumbled into it. Um, I, I was, I was, um, I was fortunate to get, um, get a job working for a healthcare enterprise. And that was my first experience working in a bigger environment. Um, we had a network where we supported at the time, it was like 400 hospitals. And so um, I, I really got exposed to how larger companies work. And one, one of the things that I realized is that a lot of the technology that I knew working in a smaller environment, functionally, it it doesn't work any different in a larger environment. It's just mm -hmm. the scale's bigger, right? You have faster interfaces. You, you have um, more budgets, uh, you have higher uptime requirements and, and all those things, you know, in, in early, very early in my career, it's like people at the office would go home on a Friday and you would have, you know, Saturday and Sunday to do the work that you needed to do and not worry about disrupting business. Of course, when you move to an enterprise, that's very different. And so those things change, but fun, the fundamentals of the technology aren't aren't hugely different i think that that was one of the things that that i learned when i made that move um so yeah no and earlier uh on yvonne you mentioned that sometimes you had to work on weekends you're obviously worked throughout the week as well uh how now where you're at at the moment in your career are there any specific strategies or approaches that you employ to maintain your work-life balance and overall your just well-being 
Sure. I, you know, I was I was um, sharing with a, a young man I know who's interested in, in going into technology and we were texting back and forth. And, um, you know, I, I think the way it worked for me, I would often work 50 and 60 hour weeks early in my career. Um, there were a few reasons for that. One it is the culture of the organization where I worked. Um, and also, I just felt like I really had to to prove myself, to demonstrate that not only was I willing to work hard, but I could get things done. I think I'm at a point now where um, I have a better understanding of what works really important. Um, and I try to focus on that. And then I just set boundaries on my time. Um, I'm also a mom. I have four kids, two of whom are adults and two still are at home. And so I've had to learn like they they need things for me and they need part of my time. And so I have to be really careful with my schedule, but also um, it, it is okay to set boundaries on your work and to say, these things are priorities. Yes. If, if I can, if, if you, if this thing is really important, I'll be happy to take care of it. Which of mm-hmm. these other things that is on my list are lower priority, right? So to, to, to be, Uh, careful about prioritizing I think and I think like you know some of this also just has to do with the place you're at in your career um and and early on I I felt like and and I think it's true for many that that there was I just needed to you know put in the time and be sure that I was um because there's just so much to learn and now um I'm just at a different place and and I'm able to do that um but I do try to manage um, my 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 work time and um and, and put boundaries on it um because at the end of the day um you know your capacity better than anybody else um and you the and, the, and a manager can help and a manager can hurt with that but you also have to I know plenty of people who push themselves beyond what their manager would push them because they are so driven. And I've seen a lot of people burn themselves out that way. And I think, um, and, and I, and I, and I've been close, you know, a time or two in my career and you, you just have to know yourself well enough to understand what your capacity is and set the boundaries. I think I had a, a a revelation one day that's like, wait, if I had, if I had a family emergency right now, like I would drop everything period. You know, if there was a, 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 serious illness or an accident or something. And it, it that just thinking that would help me see, you know, there can always be things that interrupt. And so you have to work in such a way that you can absorb that um, and try to not be the single point of failure in anything that's that's going on. That was a long answer, but No, definitely. And by doing that, do you, so I myself, I implement having a schedule, whether it be a two hour block, three hour block, do you live off a schedule? Uh, How does your, how do you maintain that? Yeah. So currently um, most of, most of, I mean, I do, um, I am on some projects that are global, which means you're working with folks in other time zones. And so you have to be, be sensitive to that. And so sometimes there are, um, there are, circumstances where you have to work odd hours still at the same time like my average day is 8 30 to 4 30 like that's that's just my working time and I have my calendar and I live and die by my calendar 
Um, I schedule life events on, you know, like if I've got a kid who's got, got a doctor's appointment or we've got a meeting at school, all that just goes on my calendar. It goes on my work calendar and people can see it. Um, and I'm in a culture and environment where that's acceptable. So, um, yeah, um, I, I, but I do I do try to keep that kind of a schedule. Um, I do. I, I work at home. I work at home for years. Um, and this is a dedicated workspace in a in a shed behind my house. Um, and so when I am here, when I am in this little building, it's work time. And when I'm not in here, it's not work time. Right. And so That's I try awesome. to keep that separation. Um, and and that served me well during the pandemic. I kind of already was in those kind of rhythms um, because I feel like our physical space um, really influences how we work. Um, and so for me, having a desk in the bedroom, I mean, some people have to do that, but but having a desk like in the bedroom or in another common space in the house really made it hard to focus and also made it really hard for the other people that are in my life that are very important to me to understand that boundary as well. Right. So Definitely. it's leaving work and not talking about work. It's tell me about your day outside of work. That's, yeah. that's awesome. And your space looks amazing. Yvonne, it, I almost thought it was a green screen. Without yeah, organizing. No, uh, <laughs> well, the only part of my life right now that is super organized is this space that you see right here. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. And uh, if you want to check out the blog at esharp.net, there's a whole uh, there's a whole post on uh, the this was our pandemic project. My husband and I bought and built this shed. So the folks who follow me on Twitter are really familiar with the she shed. And but there's a there's a yeah, there's a whole post about it. So you can you can detail the whole process. I love it. I don't get on Twitter, but I will just to to see the evolution of that that space that you have there. It looks amazing. Yeah. Um, and with that, so talking about your day to day, also want to say your kids must you are a super mom. The fact that you're able to balance everything. It's like I can only imagine how what's your uh, what's the age of your youngest uh, child, Yvonne? Yeah. So they range in age from 24 to eight. So I've got 24, 21, 13 and eight. Um, yeah, and and I have a very active, supportive husband who helps out with all of that, and so uh, we've been able to make it to make it work. Yeah, that's so awesome. Not only does your personality have to show, but I can imagine your eight-year-old going to what is it, third grade, second yeah. grade? Yeah, he's in third grade. Third grade, going to school with his lunchbox. My mom works at Google, and she's the best mom ever. <laughs> That's super well, awesome. I think it is. Uh, every now and then, yeah, I do get the mom, you work for Google, um, comment from them. But, yeah, it's it's great because they'll get off the bus, and he'll come in. And, you know, every now and then I'll get a hug in the middle of a meeting and stuff. So it's, it's really good. No, that's awesome. And Yvonne, with that said, what does an average day look for you as a transformation tech, uh, technical lead um, at Google Cloud? What does your yeah. day-to-day look like? I do lots of different things. Um, uh, once once my day starts, I usually um, so and it, it's a lot of my work is very project driven. So I engage with our most strategic customers and typically um, work with them to understand understand what they want to accomplish as an organization and then help map technology to that. And so um, in average day, we'll have typically a customer meeting. I, um, I end up having to spend a lot of time working also on um, architectures for understanding the architecture that would that would um, align to what the customer wants to accomplish. And there are lots of pieces to that. And as a lead, often my job is not to solve the problem or build the architecture myself, but understand what the customer needs and then create a team of folks um, 
to help resolve that. So if we have a customer that has that's it's got a um, an AI related problem that that they want to solve, they want to build a chatbot. I have specialists that I can pull in for that. Or um, if if they want to migrate a data center. Um, to Google Cloud, then then my background is in infrastructure modernization, and so I will do a lot of that work myself, or um, I'll lean on other specialists that we have to help with that. Um, and so, uh, and part of that is, you know, consumption planning. Part of that is, um, like I said, architecture. Part of that is getting on the phone with a customer and understanding if they're having a particular problem and how to resolve it. Um, so, and and. And again, like I'm, I'm often on different projects with different customers, so it'll it'll change, and the technology focus will change depending on on the customer that I'm that I'm actively working with at the moment. No, that's um, awesome. Enjoying the conversation so far? Interested in following a similar career path? Why don't you take a look at our jobs page, where you'll find your next opportunity? Head to www.hamilton-barnes.com/jobs. So with that said, do you get the full project experience from start to finish or are you just there in the beginning? Yeah, so uh, it, it it depends on the need and the team that we have. We have aligned working on it. Um, oftentimes when it comes time to actually hands on implementation, I don't do a lot of hands on keyboard work anymore. Like so we'll okay. we'll work with a, a, a partner. Um, or we'll work with our professional services team to be sure that all the work that we do to understand what the customer wants to do gets translated properly. And, and, and then, you know, I'll still typically stay engaged and check in, um, because I often build, you know, really great relationships with our customers. And so I'll stay engaged to, to help, um, in that regard, but I don't do a lot of, um, hands-on delivery these days. Okay. And, being a recruiter, Yvonne, for example, if I'm recruiting for a pre-sales role where it's very client-facing, uh, project-based, some people fear that they'll lose their hands-on experience being that they're not hands-on themselves. How do you keep your skills up to date uh, being that you're uh, more on the client side? Yeah, well, I think so. Some of that is you just have to make time in your schedule to do it. Um, you, you have to, to find time. And I think um, the, the hardest part for me is um, I, I, I always learn a lot when I've got like a hands on real tangible problem to solve. So some of that is understanding from your customers, like what they want to do and going and playing around in a lab um, training. Um, I still have to keep certifications up to date, but it, it does. It, it doesn't just come as naturally as as it does when you are, um, you know, at a customer doing the work from day to day. Um, so you, you know, you, you have to, and we, we try to block out anywhere from 10 to 20% of our time for that. I don't know that I always, mm -hmm. always get there, but, um, but yeah, you, you just have to do it. You just have to spend the time to be sure you're spending, um, that, that you're staying familiar and, and up to date with the technology. Um, and I think for me personally, um, I'm moving into, um, less and less, um, hands-on technology and focusing more on people and organizational structures. And, and um, so I think, you know, the next 10 years, my career will probably be less technical than the last 10 years has been. And, and, and I'm okay with that. I think it's, I mean, I think that's the trajectory I'm on and, and there's important work to be done in that arena as well. No, that's awesome. That's truly awesome. 
And that's I, mean, I love asking that question, being that, again, as a recruiter, people fear the, oh, my goodness, I need I'm going to lose my skills. How can I speak to a client? But the fact that you mentioned you have to put some time aside and just staying up to date says a lot in your drive as well. You mentioned that obviously you do projects with clients. Can you share any exciting future projects or opportunities if you're able to disclose that you look forward to pursuing? Uh, well, I, I'm not going to talk about specific customers, but what I can say is that with the advent of, of generative AI and large language models, like there's a lot of work going on. Um, there's a lot of customer interest around generative AI, and and there's still even um, even at Google Cloud, we're still understanding what those models look like, um, how they how they can be used and implemented. Um, for enterprise customers to to meet needs, um, and so I think the thing that that um, that I'm excited about in the next year or so is really watching the evolution of the generative AI technology and and what customers do with that creatively. I've seen some really interesting um, chatbot projects that are that are a combination of say um, you know I want to want to 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 combine information that's available in a public domain and combine that with what I'm doing uh, with my private account. And, and a chatbot that can ask answer some questions um, and and combine both that public and private information. So there's there's some really interesting things going on in that arena. I think we're still learning what that looks like and how um, how to implement it well um, at scale. Um, but I think it's it's there's some really interesting stuff we're going to see in the next year. That's super exciting. I myself am a avid user of ChatGPT. So definitely excited to see. Bard, Bard. You need to go play with Bard. <laughs> I definitely have to. But no, that's so awesome. It's so awesome that you get to experience that hands-on and seeing first, firsthand what's going to come here in the next uh, few years. Even the next year, things are coming out every single day. So very yeah. exciting. Yeah. No, and uh, Yvonne, you making it this far in your career, there's so much more to come. You mentioned, of course, you're straying away not straying away but going more on the client facing side uh compared to how you were in the last 10 years um but what advice would you give to any woman who's interested in pursuing the in a career in the networking space so a couple things um i really believe it's super important to focus on the work um i think we can we can really um and and i think as a woman in technology there are a unique set of challenges and, you know, and, and I've, I've been in situations where I've either felt talked over or felt dismissed or, um, you know, show up years ago, I would show up to a customer and be like, Hey, I'm here to fix your thing. And they'd be like, Oh, I was expecting a young man. And I'm like, well, you know, do you want your stuff fixed? Do you know? Um, but I think, um, I think it's really easy, especially in this climate to focus um, on everything but the work. And I would I would just really strongly suggest that um, learn, get skills, focus on the work and and focus on adding value to your to your organization wherever you find yourself. Like um, I think that's one thing that served me really well is is more than focusing on a protect, particular technology, I've 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 always looked around and said how what what gaps need to be filled here? What 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 am I uniquely able to contribute and then, and then start contributing it. Um, and, and, 
and just create a body of work that that's meaningful and, and grow. Um, I, I, you know, I, I really, um, I think there's a, there's a time to use your voice. Um, and, and I'm never going to say that that's not something that, that women should do, but at the same time, it's easy for that to overshadow the work. And, and I think the work is, is really important. So that's, 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 um, in, in, in light of the, where we are today, I think that's the advice I would, I would give. No. And how did you, for example, in that situation, whenever you would show up to a site, how did you approach that situation? Uh, well, I mean, I think I've used humor a lot to deflect or just say, you know, you know, if somebody's like, hey, this is not what I was expecting. Like, well, you know, like I'm, I'm here to fix it. Like, do you want me to take a look at it? And and typically you can you can diffuse it. And I think I do think I've uh, part of the reason I've developed really strong communication skills is because um, it's really important. Like if, if you if you want to be heard, being clear, being succinct is is important. Um, and so I, I think I've developed a unique set of skills because of some of those challenges that have, that have served me well. I think um, that, that there's a there's a there's a time when um, you should try to look look at the world around and say, OK, what what needs to change? What needs to be different? What do we need to call out? And then also say, OK, what are the realities that I have to accept? And then how am I going to show up in the world and deal with those realities? Um, and I think we need to do both. Um, and I think. Um, I, th- I think I've navigated that re- relatively well. Um, and, you know, I, f- I find um, people who I work well with and um, and, I, and I work with them and I do good work. And, and that's that's really where I try to focus. No, definitely. From, for example, even in the industry for 20 years from, for example, from now to 10 years ago, do you see a difference in inclusivity and in the uh, being able to integrate as women within the networking space, Yvonne? Yeah. So, you know, it's, I will say like, especially when it comes to industry conferences, like, uh, you know, the difference between my first Cisco live in 2013 and, and um, I haven't been to one in in a few years, but then I I know I was there in 2018, even in that um, five year span, there was a, a big difference in the number of women attending. So, yeah, I think there are, more women in the industry. I don't, I, I think there are still challenges, um, especially, um, I, you know, around, um, you know, working mothers and the challenges of being a mother and, and how do we, how do we deal with that? Uh, but I, but I have seen changes. I think there is more awareness and I think we have more advocates um, and, and allies out there to help. And, and, and I think that's a good thing. I think we are moving in the right direction. I don't think it's going as fast as many of us would like for it to be. But what I will say is, um, I, you know, I have, um, a long list of, of folks who I feel like have supported me and advocated me, for me. And, um, I have found the community to be by and large, very welcoming and very helpful. Um, and, Typically, at least as a technologist, if you if you show up and you're willing to help engage and solve problems, um, the rest of it doesn't matter as much. Um, that that's that's been my experience. So, are there challenges? Sure, but there's there's also a ton of opportunity, and I don't think the the challenges should should scare you away from from pursuing. Um, the opportunity and 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 look, if you find yourself in a situation that's just untenable. 
go find a new one, right? Like there's nothing wrong with looking for another opportunity. Sometimes you have to endure for, um, if it's manageable for, for a period of time, but, but I've done that. I found myself in roles. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is just not a good fit. I don't feel like I can grow and, and, um, be effective here. And so you, you, you go somewhere else. Like there's, there's, there's still tons of opportunity. Definitely. It's making sure you know what your purpose is and defying all odds and making sure that you go and do what it is that you want to do. And you're a great example to show for that, uh, Yvonne, truly. Um, so you've accomplished so much throughout your career. Is there anything else you would like to achieve or accomplish in your career that you haven't had the opportunity to explore just yet, Yvonne? Uh, I, you know, I think um, at this particular phase in my career, I am I'm moving more toward um, leadership. I think that's something mm-hmm. that um, I think one of the things I've learned um, in the past few years is that that I've, I'm able to, to marshal a group of people to accomplish a thing. Uh, I've always done that fairly informally. Um, I think I want to, to explore what what that looks like. Um, and I think um, I think that's that's the next big thing on on my horizon um but i also think like for me personally i want to um you know i I do want to spend more time um you know traveling seeing the world um enjoying beautiful things and 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 you know creating a space that is that is beautiful and um enjoyable so you know that's it's a combination of of professional and personal goals but um, yeah, I think um, I think that's where I'm leaning right now. Um, I, I I need to write more. I, I hear that from lots of people. I need to muster the uh, the the courage and the the willingness to do that. But I, I think there's probably more writing in my future as well. I believe by writing, is it journaling? Is it writing books? Is it I'd say there's probably a book in the in the in the in the distant future. Um, but but certainly like blogging articles. Um, uh, and and codifying a lot of the things that that I know and experience on on paper so that it can be you know consumed at a at a at a broader level for sure. I can't wait to read it, <laughs> and I can't wait to read it. So right now you're a, a technical lead. What would be the next uh, jump in your career? What's the next title that you'd be uh, wanting to pursue? Yeah. Um, so uh, t- titles can be tricky. I mean, I think what I'll say is is that um, a people leader of, of some sort is is probably mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm targeting for. So, um, but but yeah, I think um, that's 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 on the horizon. I think I'm I'm actively working toward that. So, we'll no, and yeah. you working with Google Cloud at the moment, Yvonne, and you want you mentioned traveling the world, having the capabilities. Is there where are the offices does you work from home at the moment? Do you ever require going into the office? Is it California that y'all have? Where is each uh, headquarters? Yeah, well, we have we have offices everywhere. So I'm in a in a part of the world where I'm in I'm in a I'm like remote forever. I'm on a national team, and so we're spread out all over the country anyway. So that's that's not too big of a deal. Um, every now and then I do. Um, we will either have a like a team offsite or a customer will do a um, briefing. Um, and those often happen in, in Sunnyvale, but we have we have offices all over the globe. So, um, uh, so uh, yeah, like I've I've been to Boulder and Sunnyvale, Mountain View, um, our Atlanta office. Um, I haven't yet made it to Chicago or, or up in Boston. I think those are those are on my list. Um, 
uh, I did uh, have the opportunity to go to our Paris office um, about oh, a month ago. Um, all of that is 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 really based on what our customers' needs are. Um, but but yeah, um, so that um, I hope to do some more of that. Um, but once you've done a bit of business travel, um, it's it's if you if you do it super regularly, it, it can be exhausting. So um, so yeah, but I, I I do enjoy the opportunity to travel and and to see the world a little bit. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that as well. That's awesome. Did you when whenever you visited the Google office in Paris, did you bring your family along? Was it just a solo trip? It was it was solo. Unfortunately, it was it was one of those situations where um, uh, I had back to, back to back trips scheduled and it was the beginning of the school year and there was just too much going on to be able to do that. But I am in the future um, looking out for opportunities to be able to 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 do a combined like work extended work trip where where the family can come along. Okay. So looking forward to that. Yeah, that sounds so fun. And you mentioned your oldest is 24, correct? Yeah. Did yeah. they uh, take the path in, for example, uh, seeing what what did they end up studying if they went to college? Yeah. So my oldest is a software developer. Um, he uh, so yeah mm-hmm. he 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 uh, studied computer science and, and got a degree and he is uh, he he's a software developer now and I have a um, my my other adult daughter um, uh, is uh, is working at uh, actually she works at Disney World so uh, that's fun. So she's uh, she's not on the technology path, which is perfectly fine. Um, she's built for hospitality and, and, and doing great in that uh, in that world. So, yeah, that's good. No, that's awesome. It shows. I mean, you have a great impact. And I mean, I you've transcribed it to me as well. It's so awesome. Does your eight year old have an idea of what they want to be when they grow up? Has anything? No. I, you know, I think he. Um, they're all very different. Um, and I think he he right now is just happy at home and he's excited about his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle birthday party that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So, I'm so uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's he's he, he loves to be home. And so, I, you know, I don't I don't know yet from a career standpoint where he's going to land. Um, and my, uh, my other daughter, um, we'll have to watch out for that one. She's super bright and is always, uh, always scheming. So I don't know exactly what industry she's going <laughs> to end up in. I suspect it'll be, um, she'll be an executive somewhere in charge of a lot. Um, we'll see. That's awesome. And Yvonne, I didn't catch this, but obviously you went to, you're based out of Kentucky now. You went to school in Kentucky. Has Kentucky always been home for you? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it has been. Um, yeah, and 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 we love it here, and I think, um, you know, I, I think it's 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 a little bit more unlikely um, to be from a pretty rural part of the world and end up, you know, doing work for um, leading technology companies, but it's certainly possible. And um, and I work with people from from all over the world, so um, I think that that you just have to be committed to figuring out how to make it work, right? Um, and and chasing after what you're interested in and then um, learning and growing and then taking opportunities when when you can and when they present themselves um, but but it's it's a big world and they're amazing things and you know the, the internet has um, made a lot of that possible whereas you know 30 years ago it 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 wasn't the case so yeah no definitely you have for let me ask you this so on your off times what what is it that you do for fun you're a busy woman with a busy job a mom 
how do you, you balance everything out so well? What do you do for fun? What does Yvonne Sharp like to do for fun? Well, I joke that I'm not really very fun. I, I read a lot. I love to read, um, uh, you know, I, you know, both um, work um, related content, but also, you know, novels. Um, I enjoy that. Um, my kids are in tons of activities. So right now, like we've got a football game tonight. We've got a band competition tomorrow. We've had cross, cross country on Saturdays. So we're, we're, we're involved in, in the life of our church. So um, li- life's pretty full, but, uh, but I enjoy those things. So, so yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty simple at the end of the day. <laughs> Is there a certain novel that you would recommend to people listening to this podcast? Yvonne, myself included? Oh, well, so there are a couple novel novels that I just that I just dearly love. One of them is called Gilead by, by Marilyn Robinson. Um, the other is is a novel called Jaber Crow by Wendell Berry. Um, and Wendell Berry is a is a is a Kentucky author who writes a lot about um, uh, a more pastoral slow kind of a life um and i just i just love his writing so if 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 you want an insight into sort of my inner life those those novels would be be a, be a good place to start i'll definitely have to check it out i'll have to check it out and just one more thing one fun fact what is your morning routine look like now you mentioned you have an eight-year-old work how to what is i want Wait yeah, yeah. What so, time? um, so morning routine, and and it's been it's it really changed in the in the pandemic, but uh, because there's there's there was nowhere to get up and go to, but now morning routine is um, you know we wake up, we get the kids on the bus to school, um, typically um, eat some breakfast and and spend a little time just kind of to myself, either reading or journaling, um, and then, um. And then, and then my day starts like it's it's very, very simple and straightforward. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I I spend a little time and sometimes that there's a chair behind me. Sometimes I spend a little time sitting there reading before my day starts. Um, yeah. So nothing, nothing, nothing too, uh, too dramatic. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> no. Well, Yvonne, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I know you're a busy woman on the go. All right. Thanks for having no, me. I've, and I'm, yeah. I'll keep be, I'll be keeping an eye out for your book whenever you release it, whether it be next week or next year. Yes, I'll, I'll be, be waiting while. for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you for your time, Yvonne, truly. Thank you. Hamilton Barnes, thanks you for listening to today's episode. Whether you're looking for that next big opportunity or looking for like-minded people to join your team, we'd love to hear from you. So please don't be shy. Get in contact. We look forward to hearing from you. Call us on 0207 808 1415 or email us at hello at hamilton-barnes.com.